0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski, with me as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today we are back, we are back talking about new metal, as we always do, and we are talking about a band that uh, I think these guys have been recommended to us quite a few times, Project 86 and their album, Drawing Black Lines. We'll be talking all about that. But before we get to that, we've got to talk about a theme month. Theme month?
1: What's the the theme? (laughs) That's it. I'm going to work on that. Smooth as silk over here (laughs) on the
0: old Roach Coach podcast. Thank you. So uh, we haven't done a theme month in a little bit, but people love them. We love to do them. And so we started doing a little brainstorming. And it occurred to us just last week, our Rammstein episode went up, and we did not mention it on the episode because we were too enraptured until, as it happens. Of course. But it was, one, Ross Robinson's birthday.
1: Happy birthday, Ross. HBBrB.
0: And it occurred to us, (laughs) Ross Robinson.
1: (laughs) Robinson, yeah, Ross Robinson. Robinson.
0: That's right. (laughs) Ross Robinson, the angel, had a birthday, and we said, "Man, wouldn't it be nice to just do a whole month of Ross, but with a twist?"
1: What? What? Whoa,
0: Matt. What's that twist? Why don't we examine Ross Robinson's catalog outside of new metal? Why not? Why not? So we sat down. We looked at all of the albums he made that weren't nu metal. Jenny and I, we did a bit of a skim through just to see what was there and what we could handle. Because we knew we didn't want to accidentally pick something and be like, wait, what is this? What is happening here? And uh, I went and did a little rating scale. I apparently turned into Robert Kreisgau when I did it because I sent it to you, Jenny, and you were like, I don't know what any of this means. That's right. We uh, we landed on four albums. And uh, next month, the month of March, we will do a different Ross Robinson non-new metal produced album every week. It's going to be very exciting. We're very excited. We hope you are excited, too, and will be joining us that month. But also, we got to talk about who's tweeting.
1: Who's tweeting? Is
0: So we did a Chimera episode, and we got some feedback.
1: We sure did. Over on Facebook, Matt Lyons says, I can't believe the canon was robbed of Down Again. That song is pure fire, and I was in full agreement with Laura in this episode. Is the coach going to rob the canon of Poem by Taproot? <laughs> I'll make sure to be at the live up so you can see my frowny face in the audience, if so.
0: You were probably frowning because that song did not make it into the canon. Chad Whirl said, let me regale you with a tale that takes place in the year of our Lord, summer 2006. Kings of Cleveland co-headlining show of Chimera and Mushroomhead with Dope as openers. First, Edsel Dope bringing the rage, not a poser. Crushing for a solid 45-minute set. Second comes Chimera with unrelenting force. Walls of death and circle pits aplenty. By the way, Lauren is not alone. Crown went fucking bananas when those first notes of Down Again were played. Then out comes Mushroom Head. And I love Mushroom Head. With full synthetic keyboard glory, crowd went flat fast. Much like the importance of track placement on an album, so is the lineup of a live show. Because after two hours of Dope and Chimera kicking our ass, keyboards and poor man's Mike Patton was not doing it.
1: <laughs> wow. That sounds Ouch. like a tough night for Mushroom Head. Thank you for sharing with us, Chad. Uh, Tony Switch says, I liked this album when it came out. Even had the signed booklet from record time.
0: Oh, There we go.
1: Swish. Hey, Tony.
0: Day, uh, Duke Cannon said, oh, good God. Yeah, in no way, shape, or form. A new metal album, but it's a beast either way. Let the pure hatred flow.
1: Ooh, mm. All right. Uh, Mike says, I can't get past the ch- uh, chainsing.
0: The chainsing.
1: The chainsing. I could 15 years ago and I can't today. I actually heard that first song kick in. I almost kicked myself and the drop happened and it was like a vindication of a good choice all over again.
0: So it looks like some people are with you guys in the anti-Alice Chains train.
1: Ah, the Chainsing. Yeah. I get it.
0: Don't chains me, bro. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what? I thought way too hard about that word. <laughs> and I was like, strange word. What does it mean? <laughs> Thank you,
2: Mike. It's uh, only this thing that you and I complain about constantly.
1: I, You know, it was right in front of me. I couldn't see it.
0: Uh, Matt Murphy said, killer record. I don't personally get the hate for Alice in Chains, but it's fine. Not everyone can appreciate geniuses. Whoa. Oh, Whoa!
1: Don't try to genius list me right now. <laughs>
0: He just tried to put all of Alice and Chains in the genius list, just like that. <laughs> like Boggy Depot. Wow, Boggy Depot. Oh. I wouldn't call this new metal. If anything, it's a lightly roasted new. Mm. Yet another episode of Almost New December, or Don't New December, given that ICP is Rep Horror and Incubus is Alternative. And then Alex Dunning responded with, there is nothing wrong with Alice and Chains. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Alex.
1: Thank you, Alex. Uh, Jax Lawson says, I actively resented Chimera for the longest time because I went to see them live and they gave the whole audience spoilers for the M. Night Shyamalan (laughs) movie The Happening, and I was really excited to see that movie. But after this episode, I realized they were actually pretty good and that movie was actually not very good, so all is forgiven. Roach Coast just changing lives. (laughs) Jax, how can somebody just come through all the time? I love that story. Thank you. <laughs> you are a true
0: delight. Uh, Patrick said, unreleased song from impossibility of reason session. Didn't get on the album because the band felt it was too commercial. It's called Stays the Same. I have not had a chance to listen to it yet, but if it sounds too commercial, it might be real hot. I don't know. Should I uh, take a look for it? Yeah, Why, let's take a, a look.
1: Going? Yeah. All right, Nick Jones says at the time of release I'd written these guys off as a new metal band however they eventually would play as support for In Flames on the soundtrack Escape Tour the new metal album Chimera absolutely killed it with her new sound made me a fan until their eventual breakup great album, great band great episode thank you, thank Nick. you
2: Nick what was the name of that song again? I'm sorry
0: Stays, Stays the, the Same, same.
1: <laughs> I'm doing great we're all doing great
0: We are. Peter Moeller said, looks good, but my ear holes are still hankering for that new Disturbed album. Chad Worrell says, I love Lauren, Matt, and Jenny. Why would you want to subject these good people to that mess? And Peter came back and said, I think Compilation Month presented horrors beyond what awaits in Disturbed Evolution.
1: (laughs) Uh Uh. (laughs) probably not wrong there peter
0: Mm -hmm. not wrong
1: thank you very much matt i got it all right let's hear stays the same
2: See what he's talking about? Yep,
0: I'm on board, but I get it. I get it. They were going, they were going a little harder than that. Yeah, on that record. Mm-hmm. You got it. Yeah.
1: Thank you for sending that. Andrew Wolf over on Twitter says, "I'm on hold. Something funky starts playing. Naturally, I yell." <laughs> Did someone order something funky? <laughs> Immediately patched you to the rep as I begin shouting, Roach rider for life!" <laughs> there you go. That's what that's what Funky Ken will get you. That's why. That's why. They don't I'm... even worry about it, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're slowly turning on Funky Ken, Lauren. Oh, your, your hatred I, was at a full ten, and now it's like at a six.
0: I think it's at a 6.5 but yeah, you're right. You know, it's funny. I mean, it's a funny story. I mean, I'm not my heart is not made of stone. Um, you know, give me give me a 100 more apps. Uh, um uh the Hunan beef beef box said song meanings is cool, but you got to get into fanfiction.net. And then he included a link to a fanfiction story about the dehumanizing process by our boys in uh, Chimera. And I don't know if you'd check this out, Jenny.
1: I I gave it a a quick glance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll just read the first. um, This story is a sequel to the song Pure Hatred. It is rated M due to to graphic description and language. The first chapter is called Separation, Information, and Rehabilitation. A character named Ang, A-A-N-G, frantically looking for an exit. At the end of every hallway, he saw a guard waiting for him. Exerting all of his energy, he took off full speed towards the end of the hall, launching attacks at the guards and flinging them to their doom. He took Katara through the back exit. He would return here once again to free the others. And then, um, I mean, I'm seeing words like waterbender. And (laughs) um, people have chai blockers in their bloodstream, which can be very lethal. Love this. Shiny blades, shiny knives, Captain Uongo. I'm all set. I'm all set.
1: Yeah. I don't fuck with fan fiction. (laughs) There's just like a level there that I'm like, all right.
2: You take things a lot more serious than I do.
1: You keep that.
2: That's yours. That's
1: yours. You know what that is? That's yours. That is yours.
2: And if I come there and shit on the thing that's yours, you're not going to like it. So I'll be over here doing something else.
1: Yeah, that's 100% right. I took a (laughs) peek and I was like, you know what? Good for you. I'm going to (laughs) go.
2: Yeah. You know what? Not my scene. This is my scene.
1: Not my scene. (laughs) I'll see you guys later. All right. AC says nothing better than Matt Noss and Jenny Bloom are getting Alice and Jane (laughs) left and right many bands of the late 90s early 2000s allowed themselves to be influenced by new metal and this band is no different still a good album though certainly aggressive very cantrell very cantrell
0: boggy depot boggy depot and uh finally uh joseph kerouich said i'd like to formally request an episode on injected's burn it black I've been listening to it a lot lately, and I'm pleased at how they well uh, well balance melody and crunch. You can tell they spent a lot of time working on those choruses, too. They even may be too melodic to make it anywhere close to the canon, but they inject, no pun intended, some life into the comedown. Kind of like that person you want to be friends with who says they'll come to your party and actually shows up, albeit late, and only sticks around for 20 minutes or so. But hey, they showed up, and that's what matters. Thank you, Joseph. And uh, finally, Nick Jones, long-time listener, long-time Roach Rider, Roach Rider for Life, sent us a recommendation for a band called Seated Crown. The most remarkable thing about Seated Crown, uh, beyond the fact that, I mean, having listened to them, they're a new metal as fuck, um, the name of this album is Please Remain Seated.
1: You know... If it's right there in front of you.
0: Hey, somebody had to take it, right?
1: <laughs> Why not Seated Crown?
0: So maybe one day we'll get to that one. Maybe that'll be another theme month of uh, album titles that are just like, you did what? Mm. Oh. Those are a string of words. Mm-hmm. That's a choice. That's the month. <laughs> oh,
1: That's a choice. What month. a dick move. Like,
0: oh, cool. That's a choice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 that's it for who's tweeting keep on tweeting facebook and send us an email roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you uh the album of the week drawing black lines by project 86 chenny when did this album come out
1: this album was released on march 21st 2000
0: that's the thick of it that's a real thick of it
1: hmm.
0: real thick of it chenny any history? With Project
1: 86. Uh, I knew of them, and I couldn't remember how, but then I brought them up to Sweet Mitchell because he asked who we were doing on the show, and he says, oh, yeah, Christian band, right? And I don't, I don't really know. And he said, yeah, yeah, they're a Christian band. I'm pretty sure they were on Tooth and Nail or something. Uh, and it turns out he was partially right. Um, they are Christian. Uh, yep. And they are not on Tooth and Nail. But heck, that was close enough for me. So well,
0: actually, they are now on Tooth and Nail.
1: Oh, they are now? Yes. Well, oh,
0: no, they, oh, no. They were on Tooth and Nail with the very next album.
1: Okay. Well, yep. you know what? That's on me. I'll have to apologize to Sweet Mitchell did, for doubting did, his... Did you apologists. say, they're
0: not on Tooth and Nail, and then slam the door? And
1: yeah. And We got into a huge fight about it.
2: <laughs> really the only band them. I know on Tooth and Nail is MXPX. And I left.
1: Yeah, and he was like, I can't marry somebody who only knows one band that was on Tooth and Nail. It's, we're not speaking still. It's fucked up, but... Oh, no. Thanks a lot, Project 86. Uh, just kidding. Lauren, how about you? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, um, I,
0: I can't say that I know a ton about this band. The album art was very familiar when it was recommended, Um, and Daniel Terry co-host of the discography discussion podcast and brutally speaking the podcast um he had actually gave me a copy of their follow-up record and had told me that um that these are one of his favorite bands so yeah but that other than that no real history matt Nas,
2: you know i've seen this logo forever the project 86 logo just kind of like the black letters and everything but unfortunately
0: like most of the records we cover i have no familiarity with it All right, Jenny, who's in Project 86?
1: Oh, we've got the sweet lineup of Andrew Schwab on vocals, Randy Torres on guitars, vocals, and piano, Stephen Stephen Dale, Dale, D-A-I-L, on bass and guitar, and Alex Albert on drums.
0: Producer and old friend. We haven't seen this guy in a little bit. Who we got, Jenny
1: g garth
0: <gasps> Aw. Love it. That's right. g garth Garth Richardson. Behind the boards for these bad boys. Uh, genre tags, Jenny. What do we
1: got? got new metal and alternative metal.
0: Okay. Good order on that one. I like it when new metal is front and center. Uh do have a physical copy of the CD here. Got it from our boys at the Declutter Store, a.k.a. eStocks underscore USA over on eBay for a sweet $4.60. And um, this front cover, we've got some um, sort of interesting symbols. Do we have an explanation for what these symbols mean anywhere?
1: I mean, not coming from me okay <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what they mean uh okay. it looks just sort of like a pattern you would see on something at like a therapist's office or something Mm-hmm. lots of circles i'm guessing there's like some religious connotation here that i don't get although all right i'm turning the my computer monitor to matt nas are we getting anything religious here not really Okay, then maybe it's just symbols.
0: Maybe it's just just symbols. Um, Inside these liner notes, we have some of the most indecipherable um, writing. They really chicken scratched it with um, these these liner notes with their thank yous and lyrics. But uh, I'm not a quitter. And I dug in because I said, you don't write this much. You don't write this viciously if you don't got some things to say. So first of all, I went in and looked into their overall thank yous, and they name just about every big or medium-sized Christian band. P.O.D., No Innocent Victim, Blindside, MXPX, Five Iron Frenzy, The W's. um,
2: Wow, Just everything I was listening to for about a year of my life.
0: Starflyer Fifty Nine. Oh, I love Starflyer Fifty Nine. Oh man, uh, the
1: bass the bass player in this band did a stint with Starflyer Fifty Nine as well. Mm. And then
0: something that I we don't get to see too often in the thank yous. So first of all, all the guys start off their thank yous in some ways with either thanking God or thanking Christ the Lord, but a couple guys end with um, some no thanks. No whoa, thanks. Whoa, to whoa. yeah. So first we got Andrew, uh, which uh, we have a picture. We have uh, some nice picture portraits of all the members of the band. Andrew, he's got a uh, kind of a uh, a bit of a I don't know a bit of a froey hair. He's got some big hair. He's got some a big drag. hair. He's got, got a chin strap.
1: Hair. He's got yeah. hair that is very much of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so got he, cool guy hair. That yes, that is cool guy hair. He says no thanks. To SQ, GL, Billy, Child Abuse, and Shadows. And to everyone who hears the voices, one day soon, the chimes will stop ringing. So so no thanks to SQ, GL, Billy, Child Abuse, and Shadows. And I thought, okay, interesting move. But then I went over and I checked out the rest of them. Randy also had some no thanks. He said, no thanks to Rapcore, Colin Quinn, and Gary, you still owe me $200, Wilson.
1: Wow.
2: Hey, Colin
0: Quinn, (laughs) Project 86 gives you
2: the big thumbs down. No thanks. No thanks. thanks.
1: Wow. Okay. Well. (laughs) Fucking Colin Quinn. You know- when you have everything, people will come at you in the strangest place. Hey, places. Uh, you come for the king, you best not miss. I don't know what he did. It's like, you know what? I want to immortalize a no thanks to Colin Quinn and our liner notes. This is our first big album.
0: We
2: got to take down the top
1: dog. Quinn?
0: Was this when Colin Quinn was the um, Weekend Update host of SNL? Is this that time period?
2: It was either that or he was doing that panel show on Comedy Central.
0: Ooh, that show was bad. Oh, man. I remember trying to tough my way through whenever they'd have a comic I liked on it. And it was just so rough. What was that called? Tough Crowd with Colin tough Quinn? Tough Crowd. Oh.
1: Let's see here. He was on SNL through 2000.
0: Okay. So they would have recorded this in 99. So, I mean.
1: Yep.
2: So he, he would have been on there.
0: There it is. He did not like Colin Quinn replacing Norm McDonald. That must yeah. be it.
1: Tough crowd didn't come until 2002. So this band, uh, they formed in 96. They're still active. So I'd be curious to see what the uh, thank you and no thank yous look like from 02 to 04 when tough crowd was on. <laughs> so. mm-hmm.
0: It'd be funny if it was just an ongoing grudge against Colin Quinn. And then like, you know, Randy's watching the girls. Colin Quinn shows up later in that series, and he's like, I was on board with the show, and Colin fucked it all up. Mm, Something
1: like that. You never know.
0: You never know. And Here comes uh, Colin Quinn.
1: To fucking ruin everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> i sorry. Now I'm just, how long can we take before we get to the record?
0: <laughs> oh, I know, right? Um, one last thing to mention. Um, Andrew... Um, our lyricist as he's called in the wikipedia states that drawing back black lines is not just a catchphrase or an album title when i am faced with challenges my true character is revealed and only by drawing a definite line which separates me from my from every wrong choice will i be able to be all i am meant to be
1: there Mm, you go mm. one reviewer comments that moral lines are drawn beginning to end on this disc Ooh. All right. Let's fuck with some moral lines.
0: Let's fuck with them.
1: All right. The Y'all first fuck with some moral lines. <laughs> We're about to. <laughs> uh, all right. The first track is called Stein's Theme.
0: any thoughts on stein's theme
1: um i thought this was a pretty hot open i liked it uh definitely getting some new metal here i liked it overall i would like it to be a little more aggressive i would like it to maybe activate the pit a little bit Mm -hmm. more but i liked it i thought there was some good crunch they sound good um I can't believe I didn't realize this was a Christian band on the first listen, especially with the line. He's got the scars just to prove he's down. I don't know. Is that like a G that seems Jesus. (laughs) See, Jesus had scars, right? That's how you knew
0: he was down. That's how he got all the disciples. They were all just like, why should we follow you? And he's like, I got these scars. Well, they
1: also say rising up against this wickedness. So mm. I just keep looking at Matt like, right? <laughs> Help me here. This is the, my bad category in Jeopardy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Doing great. Uh, All right. You're doing great. Lauren, I, what do uh,
0: you think? I, uh, I like the down tuned guitars. It's got a nice chug. I wrote that it works as both a Christian track and also a disaffected youth track because it has... um. A you hate us drop it also has a part where he says we aren't playing by your rules man mm. I put, the man i put in but the other part is absolutely i mean no apologies to confuse his brain this argument is sustained we'll never play the fool you cannot take what's inside of me it's like right there it's a fine line It all depends on what you need from this song. If you need it to be a praise and worship song or a defense of your faith, then it works. If you just need it to be like, hey, man, don't try to put me as a cog in the machine. I'm my own person. Also works. Um, Yeah, so I thought it was a strong open. I know what you mean about it not being aggressive because it has a brightness to it that we don't normally run into. Because he's not singing... In a sad way, he's he, he's hopeful. He has a he has a tinge of up in his voice that we don't normally experience. Matt and Oz. Uh
2: I thought it was a hot open as well. I did not think it activated the pit. To your point, Lauren, I felt that the guitars were a little bit more chippy than crunchy. Um, I've never used that as a
0: as an we've adjective. never described. We've never described any guitars as chippy before. Now,
2: but like it doesn't have, like the real
0: murky crunch
2: of a uh, classic new metal. It is a it is a uh, stew of the alternative guitar, with a dash of the new metal guitar in there. So far, mm-hmm. so far, one song in, but I enjoyed it. Vocalist right. vocalist was uh, was all right.
1: All right. Well, with that resounding. All of us tepidly. Just all of us (laughs) tepidly waiting to wade into this pool. Uh, Up next, we've got one armed man play on.
2: That was a straight praise and worship breakdown there,
0: Matt. You had both hands in the air, baby.
2: Man, I was feeling
0: the spirit. I was catching it. There we go. Jenny, did you catch any of that?
1: Uh, I did. You know, I, I think there's something about this band that like the Smooth Boys don't bother me so much. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever do it. It never got boring to me. It I can definitely see what you mean, that it was just like a straight-up praise and worship song. I wasn't thinking of it that way when I was listening to it, but yeah, 100%. But, uh,
2: but the thing is, even though that they fully committed to that, they used it as a spice instead of the whole meal. You know, Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I've talked about that at length, that nobody wants a plate of pepper. You mm-hmm. want your food seasoned properly and I felt like they did a pretty good job I just don't know if I'm having a new metal meal here Um, I felt like this one was more aggressive definitely aggressive comparatively to the last track Um, I felt like it had more of the what we would call rapcore even though that they gave it a big no thanks
1: right (laughs) rapcore said
0: (laughs) no thanks
1: that's okay we're gonna stick around (laughs)
0: We're going to hang out with Colin Quinn over here. Um, it's, it's we understand. Me, Rapcore. I'm over here with Colin Quinn having a great time. Um, well, I like how the one guy's like, no thanks to a bunch of random guys, child abuse and shadows. And the other guy's like, um, no thanks to uh, of genre music we tend to play and a comedian we don't
1: know. <laughs> and somebody who owes me $200.
0: That one's valid. No complaints on that one. He owes you 200 bucks. No thank you. Pay him back. I hope he got paid back.
1: I think um, that you shouldn't lend mm-hmm. money to your friends unless you fully expect not to get it back.
0: That is correct. I feel like that extends to books, movies, and CDs.
1: Don't hand anything to somebody <laughs> and expect to get it back. Correct. And be cool with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give it
2: you're giving it to the universe. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. right. Don't give away anything that you can't stand losing.
1: That's right. Yeah. So that's That's a really good tip. That's some wisdom from the podcast.
0: I lent a CD to somebody uh, back when I lived in Pittsburgh, and they returned it to me right before I moved, and all they handed me was the CD. And I said, What happened to the jewel case? Oh, I couldn't find it. And they said it like, "Like, You don't care anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Oh, wow. Thank you.
2: (laughs) No. Hey Lauren, here's yeah. that loose CD you lent me.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty wild. I also lent a book uh, to my buddy McCarty in 2013, and I took the slip uh, the slip cover off it because I was like, "Hey, you know, you don't need this. You know, worry about it. Here's the, the book." I have since moved, and the slip cover is just sitting loose on my bookshelf. And I asked him recently, "Hey, did you ever read that book?" He's like, "Oh man, I look at it every day." Mm. I haven't cracked it up.
1: <laughs> I have things like that in my life, where it's like I think about doing. I know I need to do this thing.
2: I have PJ signed copy of Ready Player One, from easily seven years ago.
1: Uh, I think I have a pair of Muriel's shoes from <laughs> 2002. Wow, they're not coming home. I don't know where they are. <laughs> hey, Muriel, here's a story for you called yeah. You Lost a Pair of Shoes in 2002. Yeah, I wore them to City Club, as a matter of fact. Holy shit. So, there we go.
0: Yeah, once once you christened them to C- City Club, they were never
1: going back. That's right. Well, I think we can all agree that one-armed man, D sung taught us a little bit about ourselves. All right. Up next, we've got Me Against Me. Thank you.
0: Oh my gosh. Suddenly, like a flash, you're in tooltown.
1: Mm.
0: You thought this, you thought we were in tooltown there. A hundred percent. That chorus, that chorus is a straight up tool lift. And I wrote in my notes though, this is how you rip off tool. This is I, how it's done.
2: Okay, then that is how it's done because I did not equate it. I didn't get that
0: tool lift. I, I felt like, because here's the thing, they don't they don't steal it 100% across the board. You get a little tool town with Chug at the beginning. And I remember going, this is a little toolish, a little tool town. But the moment that chorus came in, I said, oh, shit, this is a Maynard sounding chorus right here. And uh, I was, of course, on board for it 100%. It had some cool guitar scraping going on. Yeah, that was great. And I burped. Sorry. Jenny, thoughts?
1: (laughs) I didn't burp, but uh, I did like this song. I think I sort of just came along for the ride with this band. It's not... I don't love it. It's not my favorite thing, but I thought it was pretty good when I was listening to it. Uh, I was like, okay, like I I can... I think there's something that you said earlier about... uh, Was it chippiness or chipperness or something like that? Yeah, the
2: guitars were a little chippy.
1: What does that mean?
2: I I just feel like they're they don't feel down. Like there is more of a lift to it, like the way that it's played. It's not plucky per se, where it's like being plucked, but it's a little just like I don't know. Maybe a better way to say it is like it's a little more alternative than new metal. New metal tends to be detuned, downtuned, yeah, dropped a lot more where this seems to be a little bit (laughs) chippier.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, I think that,
2: I definitely
1: definitely agree with you that it goes into like a bit more of an alternative direction. It it does more so as the album goes on. There are a few songs that I think are kind of just straight up alternative, but um, there's something. This album, the no thank yous are exactly right. They're not saying, fuck the haters. They're saying, no, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you, sin. Pass. No, thank you, devil. Pass. No, thank you. And so I, my flavor of new metal is certainly more of like the fuck you. Burn mm-hmm. it to
2: the ground. Mm-hmm. Salt the
3: earth.
1: Yes. This is a lot more like, no, thanks. We're good. And let's go ahead and rise up here together. Uh, and I think that is easy to listen to for me. Mm-hmm. I could be taken into, like, a world of praise and worship music pretty easily, <laughs> I think. Uh, and that's what I got from this song. Does that make any sense at all?
0: I get what you mean, because it's it's a very easy listen, but it isn't um, necessarily a demanding listen, and there isn't anything really that's necessarily grabbing you by the lapels in a good or bad way.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I do want to mention little website called songmeanings.com. Oh, hello. And uh I'd like this comment from Metalhead for God. So, right away. Of the three comments on this fantastic song, on possibly the best CD ever made, I think only commenter Demented really got close. Kind of ironic, ain't it? I personally think this song is about his quest to kill out everything ungodly inside himself. And only we had, when he had done that did he realize that he had truly killed himself. In other words, in order to walk in the light of God, you have to die yourself. To everything you are and everything you ever were. Only when tru- you truly empty yourself into God's hands can he change you to become who he originally created you to be. Follow? can't wait for september 24th that's when the next uh album is coming out um all of the he's in that were capitalized
1: mm. Is okay i'm gonna trust metalhead for god on this one mm-hmm. and i do love that he calls this the best album ever made <laughs> that's
2: so. a bold statement
1: i mean i believe that they think that's true yeah metalhead for god good for you for just committing All right, up next, we got a song called P.S.
2: I like this one a lot it's a
0: deftones lift Come that's on. right baby <laughs> these yeah. guys know how to steal man
2: they that's st- they're stealing the right stuff
0: right <sighs> that's the man. whole thing they're stealing the right stuff mm-hmm jenny thoughts on p.s
1: I like the song a lot. I did think it was a tones lift, but if you could do a deftones lift, list like removing all sensuality.
0: <laughs> That's true. It attempts to put it in. It has that uh, woman speaking in Spanish in the middle. Oh, right. Um, that gives that it. Part. And there's a, Matt, you'd faded it right before, but there's a line where he goes, oh, how her heart, it would bleed. And I remember going, woof, this guy's really going for it on this. It's vague enough. That you could be convinced it is not religious, but it once again could work that line if you whatever you need it to be. These guys have figured it out, and I think that might be was this how how successful was this album was this uh does it do we have numbers on this?
1: I'm not seeing any numbers here no it I mean it was received well it looked like it it did well uh I mean did great on cross rhythms and Jesus free Hideout. out. But uh, did pretty well, and all music like review wise, it seemed like it did okay. But I'm not seeing much about numbers itself themselves.
0: Okay, because I feel like this thing is made. You know, I mean, I feel like Atlantic heard in this. Okay, these guys can can work both both sides. You know that that this won't be like. The, I think the idea maybe behind this one is this could be their fundamental elements of Southtown. You know that that for secular and non-secular audiences it works for both because um, it's working for me you know i don't feel overly preached to or anything like that so yeah i wrote my notes pretty good
1: anything else on ps ps all I got. ps all right i liked it all right awesome <laughs> uh up next set me up. Set, me up.
2: Set, me up. set me up are we gonna get our first one I think it would
1: Alright, got a pit activated
2: Midwest mosh pit Sorry, excuse me
1: Sorry, didn't mean to Sorry. This seems like it would be a lot of people's first mosh pit.
2: Yeah, like just confused, like,
1: what do I do? It would be at Cornerstone, right? <laughs> and be like, dude, I'm gonna do it. I mean, I'm going in. Gareth, don't! Your mom's gonna be so mad if you jump off the stage. Like, I'm doing it for Jesus. Okay, Gareth, be careful. <laughs> the power of Christ. Wow, he's crowd-surfing. Gareth is so cool. That's every Midwestern kid.
2: Every Midwestern... That's me.
1: That was me, too.
2: Oh, man. Magical moment we just had.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm. That's us. Lauren, how do you feel about Set Me Up? I wrote
0: my notes hardcore with an exclamation point. It seemed to be about, um, from what I can tell, that these guys... You know, they're part of the scene. They're part of this Christian rock scene. And they want to go a little bigger. They want to expand their audience. And you know what? When people dream big, some people are going to push down on those dreams. They're going to push against it. And that's apparently what they experienced. It seemed like they were getting, you know, rejected by a scene. Um, And they're saying, you know what? That's fine. And the lyric I wrote down was, we can't bring ourselves back down to this level. You know, we've got to. We we're due for more. We need to raise up and get higher, and um, yeah, because I think, and this is something once again because it's so they they play it so vague, at least I, vague in the in the sense of um, how much you know religiousness is around all these songs, but the feeling is one of like they're they're like we can't spread the word. If we're insular, we need to be out there and open if we want to spread the word of what we have to say. So, um, yeah. So that that's kind of what I got out of this one. Um, I wrote effectively vicious, hmm. so oh. which I think is about how these guys are. Because it's not, like you said, it's not get the fuck back, vicious. It's like, hey, I don't like your tone. I'm not no, going to stand you. for it. No, thank you.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. Hey, no, thank
2: you. your tone's a big no, thank you.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Are you rejecting us from your scene? Uh, No, thank you. (laughs) Uh,
2: I don't know what to do with this. No, thank you. You're right. (laughs) I have a lot to work on. No, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, and uh, one of the commenters in songmeetings.com said that Project 86 had a lot of trouble with their local music scene when they first started kids in the hardcore scene wouldn't listen to them and gave them a lot of crap for their brand of music and their Christianity. The song reflects their reaction and thoughts about the attitudes of some of those people who talked badly about them.
1: There you go. It's a polite fuck the haters song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No thank you! No thank you! <laughs> that was rude David! Colin Quinn! <laughs> <laughs> no thank you. Uh All right. Up next, we've got Chimes.
2: Yeah, baby. I'm back from the bush. Prowler. Yep. It's been a cold winter, man. Not liking it. Bundle up, buddy. I can't help it. I got to let these locks flow in the air.
4: Oh. This guy's
3: whispering in a sexy way.
4: Well, <laughs> oh, got to go. To take another step. My conscience aware my heart's intent.
2: of those that work forces are the same never crosses.
0: Too true. Mm. Jenny, thoughts on chimes?
1: Um I don't know. I didn't really like this song very much. It certainly had a a tone about it, and certain atmosphere was created. It was a real dirty boy. It, yeah, it wasn't for me. Uh Lauren, what do you think?
0: I'm going to go to my notes. <laughs> I wrote, uh, this song sucks.
1: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Do you ever think you'd see a day where Lauren had a, a harsher take on a song than I did? But
0: <laughs> well, this, this song is very much up its own ass. I mean, it's, it's very, it's very after school special shit. It feels very like it's trying to create this, like it's all, it's, it's, And it's the antithesis of everything we've seen before, where it's been very subtle and very up and very much like, hey, we're a Christian band, but that's not a bad thing. It's fine. And then this song is like, I don't know, I feel like it's from the point of view of like the devil or demon tempting you ooh, and yeah it just feels corny and lame yeah
2: the lyrics might as well be the serpent is coming the <laughs> apple is close
0: I'm like all right take it yeah. easy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why
2: not I, just spell uh, it
0: out you know yeah um song meanings.com format 14 comments my favorite is from donkey kong a friend i went to school with mario got me listening to project 86 and he told me that this song was the singer's testimony the story he told me went that they were a secular band or at least didn't know jesus when they started and the singer took some acid and started freaking out over a wind chime outside he thought it was the devil coming to get him anyway that would explain the chorus Mm. so if you take some acid you think a wind chime is the devil Jenny, does this sound at all plausible to you? Yes. Okay. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. yeah it I, real. I would
1: say yes. You really, I think, have to be. You have to, like, really hang on to, like, whatever shred of, like, self awareness and groundedness that you can if you're going to fuck with, like, hallucinogens because. Chick is weird. I could totally see if you were already like kind of not in the best place to take acid and you did anyway, which it seems like a lot of times is what happens. And then you heard that chime, and you're like the devil's coming.
4: <laughs>
1: I could totally see that. I was like, uh over the summer, I was in, uh, I was on a beach, and I was just like, I perhaps imbibed some mushrooms and the, the <laughs> clouds seemed to get very low. And one of them looked like a really mean face. And I was like, okay, dude, you got to stop paying attention to that. Cause that's <laughs> fucked up. And then later one of my friends was like, I saw the mean cloud too. And I was like, okay, but you just got to look away. Right. I was trying to look at anyway. What I'm saying is yes, it's plausible. And, okay.
2: uh, I was reminded, you know, this show has a deep connection to Ben Folds. Right. Uh, He has that song, Not the Same, which is a true story about one of his friends uh, taking a trip. And then he climbed a tree. And the next day he climbed down the tree and he was like, I'm a Christian now. I'm all for Jesus. And that was it. Like from that moment forward. So it happens. There you go.
1: Yeah. It, it opens you up in, in interesting ways and sometimes causes you to see mean clouds and hear what I swear to God was a wild pig. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't find the pig, but I heard Oh, one. you're doing a new podcast <laughs> called
2: Jenny Trips.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. Up next is called A Toast to My Former Self.
0: pretty new metal to me
2: i felt like they so where is this in context to uh the second pod record
0: um this is after uh, you're talking about a- is this before after satellite oh this is before satellite but after um S- fundamental Town. yeah sometime yeah because yeah. i i hear
2: parallels Mm-hmm. Not one to ones, just you know, parallels. Um, this felt like a first draft of Boom. Like, mm. like, oh, oh, okay. I kind of get what you're going with, but it doesn't have a hook, and it does. It's too long, so uh, it needs a little help.
0: Yeah, it's. Um, it has a lot of choices in it. There's a lot, of, a lot of decisions that were made that was like, why not? You know, I don't know if it's Garth or somebody else was just like, hey, why don't we do this thing and just hey, see what happens? Hey, do you have a guitar that you could just throw on the ground or
2: down a flight of stairs with the feedback on?
0: Just give it a little bit of a, just a buzz under the verses. Just for, for, just for shits and giggles. Does it have to be a key a fine. It's got to be noisy. That's what I want it. I just want it noisy.
1: Mm. Could be.
0: Songmeanings.com uh, yeah. mm-hmm. has oh. some
1: thoughts on this. <laughs> uh-huh. But I have to say, rarely does something anymore. I've seen so much of my own website.
3: Mm-hmm. But I
1: saw this username, and it just really tickled me. Uh, the username is Duin underscore research (laughs) (laughs) love it and uh, doing research said yeah i was doubting the validity of this band calling itself a christian band but you know the first song i heard was a postcard the so-called emperor it kind of freaked me out at first i don't know what that means at all (laughs) i don't know what any of that means but i do know that i read it and i felt like i liked it so i'm just gonna (laughs) hold on to that Doesn't make any sense to me.
0: You gonna give it an upvote?
1: Yeah, why not? All right.
0: There you go. Um, looks like doing research is going through (laughs) something.
2: Doing research, working it out.
1: Yeah. What username should I use? (laughs) What am I doing? Doing research. (laughs) That'll be me.
2: I mean, I guess why would I be on song meetings other than to research what songs mean? Doing research. Doing research
0: hmm um, figuring it out was already
2: taken. <laughs> Reading lyrics. <laughs> Deciphering lyrics. Uh was two on the nose. All right. All right. <laughs> to the next next, I next thought song. somebody had something. I think I not. think we broke the show. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. It's all right. Uh up next we got sad machines.
0: on this album the drums are across the board very good i mentioned that just wanted to point that out um jenny what'd you think of sad machines
1: i thought it was okay um at this point in the album it's kind of losing steam for me a little bit there hasn't been anything that's just really grabbed me and made me feel like this is something that like i need to be hearing just sort of feels like sort of generic all the songs are starting to be a bit samey for me at this point, even though like, I know they're different. Like I can hear they're different. I can tell the difference between the songs, but there's just something that's so, it's like becoming a real like drudgery situation for me. Mm -hmm. Lauren, what do you think? You know,
0: I thought, I think the problem is that it's, it's solid, you know, it's B minus. It's no, it's not even B minus. It's a B it's like sure it's getting the job done and i mean granted this is what like track seven or something like that it um you know it could use a little bit more like here's the thing that last song we had weird distortion on the verses they were really going for it i think they needed to do that on more songs this is fine it's got a good crunch solid chorus Seems to be about original sin, maybe. I'm not sure. I wrote "Ask Matt" in my notes, so I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it 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 needs yeah it needs something just a little bit more, and I don't know what that thing is because we're also talking about, you know, I mean that that X factor of of what it is that puts certain bands above other bands. You know, mm-hmm. the, I mean, sometimes we say it's an al- all about an album having a bodies. You know, or all about a band having that certain person in it who takes it above. A lot of times it's a front man, sometimes it's a guitarist. Rarely is it a bassist and it's never a drummer. So uh, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's fine, you know, which is sign of faint praise. Matt Nas.
2: I'm with you. Um it sounds so I was thinking about this while we were listening to it, kind of putting it into the context of two thousand. And knowing that a lot of Christian homes in general put rules and regulations and restrictions on what their kids, if they're stricter um, Christian homes, they can put a lot of restrictions on those kids. So I could see this being a big feeder album that, because it sounds close enough to what we're trying to get to, but it's not, it's Diet Coke, you know, like that ain't Coca-Cola, like mm -hmm, it's Diet Coke. Yeah, It's its own thing, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> and this is its own thing. I, I, I don't hate it, but I'm a little tired of it, and it doesn't go to, to the places that other bands do. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that is because of their personal beliefs, and other parts of it are they might not know how to get there. They might think that going to those places might be against their personal beliefs. So... Oh. But I would I would also think that if I were of age when this came out and I was looking for something like, you know, in that vein, and I got this in my hands, I would be like it doesn't suck. You know what I mean? Like it isn't Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is complete shit.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. There there might be people who would be like, no, Matt, you're wrong. It's complete shit. And I get that because it's not. It is not clearly the other things that you think are great, but there is enough substance within it that I'm like, I get it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't think it's shitty. It's good. It's competent.
0: It's not blowing me away.
1: No, but it's definitely not bad.
0: No, definitely not bad. But yeah, it's, it's doesn't have, it doesn't have that X factor to take it up a notch to the next level. To make it even, yeah, a P.O.D., just to use that as an example. Um,
1: this album, uh, by the way, yeah, sold yeah. about 120,000 copies.
0: Still more than anything we've
1: done. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, way more. got to give them that. All right. Up next, we've got Star...
2: i'm kind of done with that yeah 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 i was supporting you i was saying you were diet coke we were saying so many nice tab things. what the
0: fuck happened honestly i think my problem with this song is that it either needs to be full band or it needs to be all piano and as it stands it's sort of like it's got a weird sort of piano with some guitar noise it's like half the band and so it feels like half a song. I think if it had just been a straight-up piano ballad or if they had turned it into like a full thing with the drums, I think it could have been something. But as is, it feels – it feels it's, – it's not great. It's not great. Jenny? Uh,
1: I got a little bit too much Aaron Lewis from this. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. So it wasn't for me. But – that doesn't mean that everything related to the song isn't for me, including a very illuminating comment from my website, yeah. meanings.com.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, this is from another commenter with a great name. No doing research. That's my favorite <laughs> username I've ever heard, maybe. But um, we've got Straight Edge Dan the Man came in and said this. I asked Andrew at a show once what it meant, and her acted like he didn't know and told me to ask Randy because it was in quotes his song well then I asked Randy what it was about and he said he didn't really know that Andrew just wrote it for him a few years later Andrew wrote his book it's all downhill from here and in the book he quotes better late than dead when talking about how Randy was always late and the band were always late for shows that what I come up with that is barely a paragraph
2: (laughs) hey guys that what I came up with
1: Thank you, Straight Edge Dan the Man.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, my uh, my favorite comment was from Alpha Omega. Prescription. Sure I have
1: the worst
2: comment. Do you think not doing drugs impacted his brain?
1: I think that he could have used some more time with a book.
2: <laughs> he he needs to get in contact with doing research. Immediately,
1: I would have to agree with that. It, the, the spelling was all over the place, too. So, uh, Dan, Dan the man,
0: uh, yeah. Commenter Alpha Omega prescription or RX, whatever, said, This is one of the greatest songs I've ever heard, and nobody's posted a comment.
1: Mm. Classic,
0: classic, mm. classic,
1: so classic. All right, up next, we've got chapter two. <laughs> I think
2: it's doing that classic new metal trope. Right. Yep.
4: Ooh. All
2: right, it would.
4: It activated.
2: Sorry, I ruined it. I ruined it, guys. <laughs> I have a touch screen in front of me. I touched someplace I wasn't supposed to touch, and I screwed it up. It's fine.
1: It's okay. I think we all okay. got it. We got it.
2: Yeah. we got it. I think we got it. I think we understood.
1: Yeah, this is probably my favorite song on this album. Well,
2: I'm glad I ruined
1: it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, Matt, this was the one song I liked, so thanks for ruining it.
0: You feckin' blew it. I wrote in my notes, new metal baby, hot chorus. We'll never know. We'll never fucking know.
1: <laughs> That's uh,
2: what I c- come up with.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, no. I wrote in my notes at 2.55, the outro, Outro, very hot. We'll never know. Our <laughs> listeners will never know. Well, I can get to 2.55. It's you know. too fucking late. No, thank you in the words of, <sighs> of Pri- that what i come up with
1: (laughs) that what i come up with
0: okay take it back thank you
1: yeah that i like the song a lot i thought it finally especially yeah like in the outro it finally like went where i was hoping it had gone this whole time
2: i was Mm -hmm. about to do the more of this
0: Yeah. yeah 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 absolutely i mean it's just some really great screamed lines in it let your face consume my mind Um, I wasn't sure if this was about becoming born again or the return of Christ. Maybe both. I don't know. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of room for interpretation. Commenter Sir Stephen wrote a goddamn lecture over here, breaking down every line. So if you've got time, I don't, but he wrote some shit. So, yeah, that's all I got for this one. Anybody anything else?
1: Sir Stephen did go in. So, if you're wondering what exactly this song is about, he'll tell you. And, you know, Broad in Blood said, Sir Stephen's onto it. Thanks for that. Good explanation. That's three people telling you to go read it. So, go to my website.
0: Oh, oh, doing research down at the bottom.
1: Doing research is back. Yeah, Stephen, right on. What else can I say? Perfect. And here I was doubting the spirituality of this band. Doing research.
2: Doing research with a clutch play.
1: It's paying off. They're learning, and I'm happy for them.
2: How respectful of our time is this record?
1: Uh, You might be surprised to hear that this album comes in at 56 minutes and 40 seconds. Cool. That's because we got a long-ass last track. Uh, But before we get to that, we've got to get to the penultimate track. Is that what penultimate means? Yep, you did it. Cool. Flex in my vocab. All right. We've got Open Hand.
4: Colin Quinn, this song's for you. No, thanks. <laughs> the Open Hand will close, Colin Quinn. I'm the lines. Break the baroness, make the areas. Unify our things, take my hand. this Man. Take hold of you on the way! Nor McDonald was my favorite!
0: I wrote in my notes, yeah, that's the riff I want. Been waiting for this. That's a riff I've been needing. And here's the funny thing. This one, they really, really embrace the Christian rock vibe. I mean, we're talking three nails. We're talking raised hands surrounding. I place my fate in your hands. You know, laid hands on my head, sense of self, long since dead. I mean, these guys are going in. Christians unite. Jenny. Jenny thoughts yeah i hand. also
1: i also really like this song um i wish that there was more of this sooner yeah I don't, I don't understand the sequencing of this album but um i don't know you know it's not up to me guys Nope. <laughs> i can't no. go back i can't go say guys Come on, let's sequence this thing. I was 16 years old, about 15, when they were recording this. What am I going to do? That, that would I come up with. That would I come up with. Hey, it's me, 15-year-old Jenny Bloomer. I love the hippos. <laughs> Let me sequence your album. Yeah, just um, wait, because in about 20 years, I'm going to criticize your album on my podcast unless you change the sequencing. <laughs> and drop
0: some of this dead weight. oh uh, man. And then you know what? That's how you get no thanks. Yeah. Colin Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Rapcore. That's probably And this and pushy Roach- teen girl.
1: <laughs> Roach Coach podcast. Maybe Colin Quinn was like, "I think the sequencing on this album could be better." <laughs> That's why they were like, "No." No thanks, uh, Colin Quinn.
0: Uh I do have to say songmeanings.com I wrote in my notes, whole thread has to be read in order. Uh, Jenny, do you want to just take every other one?
1: Yeah, sure. Am I going first or second here?
0: You can go first.
1: Okay. Uh, do you want the names of the commenters yeah, to be included? Definitely, yeah, definitely. All right. Commented. Uh, well, this is not pronounceable, so I'm going to spell it to you. W R A. I, oh, Razor. <laughs> it's Razor spelled in a very <laughs> fucked up way. Uh, this song is an excellent description of what needs to happen among Christians. Arrogance and so-called individuality are dismembering the body of Christ. Wow, Razor. <laughs> That's wow. intense.
0: Five-letter word responds and said, What does he mean by seven words got my back?
1: Mark Sor says, The last seven words Christ said, perhaps?
0: And then five-letter words said, and uh, what's the last seven words Christ said?
1: And then Luke 27 says, maybe it's seven wounds. Go look it up. It's a Catholic prayer that's essentially just a reminder of the pain that Jesus went through when he died for us. It states that there are seven different wounds that Jesus experienced as he died. Yeah, just go look it up.
0: Then naklu 27 showed back up and said, well, after listening to it, it's a huge stretch to think he might have said wounds. But yeah, I'll investigate if I get the time.
1: Flaming Fungi came in and says, I'm positive he's saying words. I don't know. Here's a thought. Maybe he means the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. It would certainly fit in the song.
0: And then Flaming Fungi... Oh, and so, I'm sorry. And then Kreppers86 said seven words are, I place my fate in your hands.
1: Wow. Very dramatic. is 86. Thank you for that. I think we all learned a lot from that songmeanings.com thread. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, uh, I'm here to tell you we've got one more song left, and that song is called 23. <laughs>
0: the um, whoo, the lyrics do not kick in until uh, 145 All
2: right, 145
0: and even then you can't really hear them yeah, that song is uh, 12 minutes and 58 seconds.
2: Is it pretty much all that?
0: It's the whole way through. It's a jam out rocker. They go to Tooltown. They're all over the place. Um, Lyrics seem to be a plea to convert. Um, I'll be honest, the first listen, I was like, oh, is that what this is? And I basically had that feeling all three listens. Jenny? Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't know what this was about. I didn't try to figure it out either. But uh, one person has a lot to say. That's Dark Saint over on songmeanings.com. And I'm just going to read you what Dark Saint had to say. Well, I hope this prompts more people to comment. Project 86 is one of the most creative, intelligent, poetic, Christian bands out there. I put quotations around the Christian To express the fact that while they are Christian, they don't want to be viewed and shouldn't be viewed as either a secular band or a Christian band. They're merely a band, musical artists like anyone else, whose lyrics and express their views and beliefs of who they are. And since they're Christian, their music is, of course, going to come from a Christian standpoint. That said, I've yet to come up with an opinion on what the song is about, perhaps later. But keep the comments coming, people. Thank you. (laughs) Thank for, you that, for that Dark Saint.
0: <laughs> for that, they were downvoted. Yes, they and, were. And and you know what? I have to say, I don't disagree with that downvote. Nicoloso
1: that. downvoted it.
0: Yeah, you give us that much text, and then at the end say, I don't know what this song means though.
1: Perhaps later.
0: Songmeanings.com, motherfucker. It's in the name. Mm. That's what it <sighs> means.
1: All right. Well, that is Drawing Black Lines by Project 86. We've listened to it. hmm The whole damn thing.
0: Canon talk.
1: Let's talk about the canon.
0: All right. Um, I'll start it off. Uh this album is good, but it took me three listens and a real focused listen to grab me. Um, I thought the first half was stronger than the back half. There's a few songs that I was like, yeah, these are pretty good. But i just don't see it for the canon uh but at the same time these guys are a strong package vocals the band the sound i mean everything's there i just um i don't know it just needs it just has that x missing x factor to really take them over the top jenny
1: yeah i agree i think it was good it's it sounded good it was well produced Um, I thought the band was good. I felt like it was a good album, but there wasn't anything about it that was particularly exciting to me. Um, The only thing that it wouldn't even say put it in the canon, but the only song that I really actually fully liked on this album was chapter two. Um, But I can see, especially Matt to your point about like what kind of music would have been allowed to be listened to and like those types of households. That was like, A lot of my friends and i could totally see that this would be the sort of thing that could kind of like bring them in a little bit
2: yeah it would bridge a gap and it would be the thing that kept the spark alive until they could hear the other stuff
1: yeah i think so i feel like this got the job done that it was trying to do and it probably would have hit me differently you know if i was the intended audience for this i don't <laughs> think that i'm the intended audience for this no, record i don't think so, so i thought it was okay but i don't see anything for the canon here matt
2: i agree uh I, I i think i laid it out earlier which is what i've been doing lately which is odd but anyway uh eagle-eared listeners are like matt says uh what do you think about the album about four songs before it's done yeah, uh, I've been doing That's that a okay.
1: lot. You can say what you think about it whenever you want. Thank yeah. you, Jenny.
2: That's what I have to offer. Um, it's it's good. It doesn't blow you away. Uh, but I, again, if in context of the time, I think it really, really, really would have connected with a lot of kids desperate to hear more music like this, but not being allowed to by their parents.
0: Mm-hmm. There you go. Not in the canon, but not a bad listen. So thank you everyone uh, who recommended that one. Keep the recommendations coming. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Get caught up on all Roach Coach fun at roachcoach.com. Old episodes, head way back. Listen to those old ones where we're really, really mean. Mm. I was just saying off mic, I went and did this quick skim of our Methods of Mayhem record uh, episode and we're so mean. It's insane. We're just so intense.
1: It's a t- I, But then we immediately were just as mean. So maybe that's not evidence that we've softened, but evidence yeah. that that mm-hmm. album is a flaming pile of trash that should have never that's been tr- made. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. So no thanks. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, thanks. no thanks, Methods Mayhem. Uh, uh, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a no thanks for me.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll see you all next time. And uh, Jenny,
1: thank you. Lauren, thank you.
0: Matt,
1: thank,
0: thank you. you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.